So we want to welcome Mark Hughes back onto the Shanlin on Batman podcast. Hi, Mark. Hello. Thank you for having me back, guys. Welcome aboard. Okay, so they... They they said that it was never going to happen, that it was never finished, that they, like you had m- more of a chance of finding a cure for coronavirus and of seeing uh, the Snyder Cut be released. So I guess my, my question to you is this, Mark: What was AT and T's motivation, or what, or who came? To AT&T, was it maybe Zach's people? Was it AT&T said that they were interested? What was the catalyst for getting this cut finally, you know, out there in the ether, finally where they could say, hey, we got, we got, we're going to give you $30 million, $25 million. We want to see, you know, your version of this Justice League out there for HBO Max. Well, I think the catalyst was uh, a few things. Number one, uh, and first and foremost, uh, the, the the big catalyst was a fan base that came together overwhelmingly for a few years and hammered home the point that there is a fan base for this, that there are a lot of people who really want to see it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then Zach uh, supporting that fan base and coming out and releasing uh, images and video and more uh, from his vision of and his version of the film and his support for the movement and then the support of the cast and the crew who started supporting the the release of Snyder Cut movement um, and all of the people that were in the movement and worked on the film who pushed back against the you know the the consistent false notion that there was no. Snyder cut and that somehow it was all an elaborate hoax and that Snyder was making it all up and somehow apparently creating these images and video and that everyone involved was saying it existed as an elaborate joke on whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so, so that's, I mean, the first catalyst is the fact that uh, people made it clear they wanted to see this, that this thing <laughs> is out there and there's an eagerness to see it. And at this point, I don't care who claims that they're not going to watch it or that they won't see it or that they probably bullshit. You're going to watch it. If you watch superhero movies, you're going to watch it. We all know Mm -hmm. you are. If you're a reviewer, even if you're someone who hated the movement, the chances are you're going to watch it. Even if you don't watch all of it, you're going to start it uh, because it's, and if you're in this industry, if you work in journalism or work in film, there's no point pretending that you're just going to refuse to because, you know, it's a to- it's going to be a topic of conversation. It's going to be a thing that's out there as part of the pop culture narrative and discussion. So a lot of people, even people who don't want to see it or per- say that they're not going to watch it, they're going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the thing to remember is AT&T came in, they bought uh, Time Warner, and they found out, oh, by the way, you know, we, we have this, we have a, another $200 million budgeted superhero blockbuster movie uh, that we never released. And we just 
we put another version out. We have a whole separate one that there's a global <laughs> movement wanting to see it. It's money on the table. So if you're AT&T and just knowing you have this product out there that no one has seen except for a small collection of people and you know there's an eagerness to see it, why would you not just on principle? Just, I mean, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, as the new owners of a company, you would think, of course, like, you know, you weren't part of any of what went on before or any of that. You don't have a side except your own side, which is I'm a business and I exist to make money. And on top of that, there's a filmmaker whose creative vision is out there and a lot of people who want to, who respect that and want to see it. Now, the final element you add into that mix is HBO Max. AT&T bought Warner Brothers, and now the first big thing that's happening, uh, well, the second big thing that's happening since they bought Time Warner is the launch of HBO Max. The first big thing was, of course, the fucking pandemic that's ruined everybody's plans, which is relevant <laughs> because one of the things the pandemic has done is made sure that all of the plans for content that was supposedly going to be filmed to come to HBO Max very soon, none of that's happening. So a lot mm -hmm. of original content plans are out the window. So you're AT&T, you buy Time Warner, you've got HBO Max coming to launch, ah, and all of this original programming, ah, we need more content, what do we got? Well, we have this movie that no one's ever seen, that everyone's been talking about for two years, Maybe that's something you could put on the frickin' platform. It was a no-brainer. AT&T mm -hmm. is smart. Time Warner's smart. They have this thing. They know people want to see it. They have a reason and a window for doing this. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense that they would come to the decision that uh, it's, yeah, of course we're going to release the Snyder Cut. It would be kind of crazy not to release the Snyder Cut, all things considered. It was a smart call. It was the right call. And uh, it's something that, frankly, I... Uh, and you know, we've talked on on this show in private on conversations, uh, mm -hmm. and I've said it in plenty of Forbes articles, that AT&T taking over meant it's a whole new opportunity. And the, the chance for this to happen and for a new, uh, the bridging of the gap and, you know, uh, reaching out a hand and, you know, opening up dialogue with uh, Snyder's camp and with fans who were upset about how all of it was handled uh, that chance is there now. All new leadership, all new owners, and they jumped at the chance. I mean, it's yeah, uh, it's it's pretty nice to see that happen. Well, it's well, like we we've had like like you said, you private conversations. We've had like hour, two, three hour long phone calls, just like talking about like the Snyder Cut. Like, well, HBO's coming in. Do you think that you know there's going to be a Snyder Cut? Do you think that? And like, can you tell us like how much of the film was actually in completed form? Like, because you hear of these rumors, like it was fifty percent done. There was like thirty percent of it done, ninety percent done. Like, how much? You know, it's over ninety percent. It's over ninety percent. Uh, and now there's, I mean, people ask, well, how do you measure that? Well, I don't fucking know. I mean, <laughs> how do you? How do you, you get a measuring tape out? You kind of kind of compare the sides a yeah, little bit. It's, I mean, exactly. It's how much it's, been. it's. I had a measuring tape, and I got it. I use my foot is about a foot long, so I use my foot because it's. A, I don't know how the fucking. No, uh, seriously, I I 
I, I, it's, it's better than 90% done. We've, I've seen enough movies to know what that means. And it can mean, you know, it's over 90%, I should say. Uh, and I'll tell you the, you know, there are people who would tell you 95% is a better number. And that in terms of what has to be done, what's left to be done. Well, if you think about three hours of a movie, it's, or, you know, a movie three and a half hours, three hours and 35 minutes long, uh, three hours and 34 minutes long. Uh, if you think about the budget and then, okay, $200 million divided by what is 10% of $300 million? Kyle, I'm terrible at math. Don't, <laughs> don't even ask me. I, I refuse the math. <laughs> $20 million. 10% of $200 million is $20 million, right? Sure, we'll go with it. <laughs> So one ten. Okay, I'm now, glad I'm not a math teacher. If <laughs> <laughs> the budget was about two hundred million, ten uh -huh. percent uh, of that is twenty million. How much money? What's the range? How much money are they spending again to finish it up? I, twenty well, to thirty. I don't or know. So? 20, 20 to thirty. Ten, ten. 10 to 30 is what most people are telling you. It's going to be about 10 to 20 million. I think it's less than 20 million is what it's going to take. Uh, my point is, and this is not real math, by the way, before anyone says that's not how budgets work, I <laughs> fucking know you pedantic dicks. What I'm saying is hypothetically, when people hear that number uh, and when they think about, well, how much of the movie is done? Okay, well, 10% of the movie, roughly my estimate and what I've seen other people estimate, 10 Five to ten percent is what's left undone, and the amount of funding left is the equivalent of about ten percent of what the budget was. Ten to mm -hmm. 15, ten to twenty percent of the budget, uh, and that's a cheap, simple, simplistic, overly simplistic way to compare it. But I'm saying I'm going to use it anyway because fuck you, not you. <laughs> Whoever it was that's out there that thinks that it's Mark, I if you want to come on to me, that is not the way to do it. You have to take me <laughs> out. Buy me a few drinks. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> we're we're in quarantine now, ladies and gentlemen. Got to relax. Oh, that's right. So we so, can do what we can. Pump, pump the uh, we can have drinks over Zoom. We can Zoom. <laughs> we can have a Zoom date, Mark. Oh Jesus, Zoom. No, but when, <laughs> my point is that when we talk about how much is done, like some of it, there might be a scene that has that needs the visual effects done. Mm -hmm. There might be another scene that just needs some wires erased. There might be another scene where the, the audio is all fucked up and has to be replaced. How you figure out like what amount of degree, I, you know, I don't know how you precisely determine the percentage. It doesn't necessarily equate to the exact amount of runtime that's done comparatively, but okay, well, if it's, uh, you know, how we're talking about a movie that's three hour, three, three and a half hours long. Well, how many minutes then would 10%, 5 or 10% be? Well, what, half an hour? Mm -hmm. or so, right? Something like, is that right? Am I even doing math right now? Or am I, 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 I'm still amazed that Kyle said that we just use measuring tapes and compare <laughs> each other. So it's 14, out of 214 minutes, 10% is about 20 minutes, 21 minutes or so. So I'm just saying, when you think in terms of how much is done, it's my understanding of how many scenes in which some of them were don't there's no CGI the CGI is not completed in there's others where but for the most part when you look at overall how much of the film how much work that went into it is completed uh 90 to 95% is about accurate 
you know, and that's, uh, and I'm sure there's other people who would split hairs and say, no, it's more like 87 to 91% or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, It's, the point is, I'll tell you this, uh, anyone claiming, there's still people out there claiming it's essentially just the assembly cut and they're wrong. You're just factually wrong and you're full of shit. And you would think that these folks would know that by now since they were proven factually wrong and full of shit when they claimed it didn't exist and when they claimed that it wasn't ever going to be released. So guess what? Go for the trifecta of being full of shit because if you're (laughs) claiming that it's still – if you're still claiming it's just an assembly cut or that it doesn't really exist, uh, that – you're just mistaken. So no, it's not just an assembly cut. That was an ori- the first thing he completed was the, and showed was, but he showed multiple versions and he made multiple cuts of that film. There are well, at least three cuts of that film that exist. So let's just be clear. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I'm pretty sure that's been said before. There's at least three cuts of this movie that exist. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, it's just crazy at this point to think that, you know, that bloggers and fan sites, they these these pieces of shit know who they are. You know, they, they constantly they ridiculed the, the Snyder Cup movement. Uh, they, they called out. I mean, the, every movement has like their percentage that is, you know, trolls and it has toxic fandom in it. But for the most part, we saw a very a uh, good movement that raised money for suicide awareness who you know did a lot of good things and for those still for still those same sites to say you know this didn't exist now it does exist well now they got he's got to go and redo all this stuff it's just like at what point do you just cut your losses and just say all right i fucked up i'm wrong like let's let's move let's yeah. move forward let's be positive like this there what you know like we we had conversations about this in private where we talked about you know you know some you know we, we I was attacked for you know because at the very beginning we were all being fed the lie that the Snyder Cut wasn't real mm-hmm. and you know I reached out to people yeah. in the industry and you know hey have you are you hearing this and they're saying nope that's that's not true I go off they are way more well connected than I am I just base off you know my prior experience. And what I'm being told, and if I'm being told by multiple people that this thing doesn't exist, I'm going to go with, you know, people who might, you know, who have had conversations with these filmmakers. And that is, and, you know, like, that is what has evolved is, you know, we were fed the lie from the very beginning that this wasn't real. But I would talk to this person or that person who worked on the film and like, no, 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 hold up. This is a very real thing, and I I can't really tell who told me. Like me and Mark are friends. Me, Mark, and Kyle are friends with this person, but like literally, Kyle remembers we 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 were on like a Skype call with this person till like four or five in the morning. So, but I mean, it's it's a very very real thing, and I'm glad that it is seen the light of day. And those people who you know said it wasn't real. Just take the L and walk away. Right, Mark? Yeah, yeah I, th- I mean, it's, we're at the point where it's where. And that's what the, I think the good thing is um, it, what we can do at this point, we want. You know, those of us who wanted to see it, 
uh, I, when I say we, we all want to see it. it. Oh yeah, Zack Snyder won. Deborah Snyder won. The people who mm -hmm. made this film won. The people who wanted to see this film won. So the fact that there are people out there who are saying it doesn't exist, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, I'll see you later after we actually, literally, physically, fucking get to watch it on HBO Max because it does exist. So <laughs> it's not even anything to fight about anymore. They can mm -hmm. say all this nonsense, but it doesn't matter. And I feel like, uh, I, honestly, I'll tell you this. I feel like there is an extent to which some folks are baiting the fan community, trying to provoke further arguing and fighting and this whole grudge match bullshit thing that happens in fandom. Every fandom has it. And like you said, every fandom has stuff. And I'm, you know, I, I'll tell you, there's people in there. There's a few prominent people that were in the release the Snyder Cut movement that I blocked and that I don't have any association with because they were so awful. Their mm -hmm. behavior was toxic to, and that's an overused term. And everybody accuses everybody else of being toxic. And every fandom says other fandoms are more toxic. The fact is that fans of anything are toxic. If you go comic books. Star Wars, uh, DC, Marvel, there are to there's toxicity in all of them. Now, is it true that some have worse toxicity than others? Is it true mm -hmm. that some of them, and the more organized a fan base is, and the more organized around a particular movement a fan base is, the louder that all the voices are going to be, and the more you're going to notice and see those things. So, it, you know, and there's no point in trying to, and that's the, ultimately, though, I don't even care about that. The what about, like, I don't need to say, well, what about other fans? It doesn't matter. I'm in this fan base, so if there's shit happening and people that are shit trolling or acting, showing their asses in the release of the Snyder Cut movement or anything that I'm part of, <laughs> if I'm part of a movement and that movement has bad people in it, it doesn't matter if other movements have bad people in it. I'm part of this movement, so I want a clean house in my movement. So mm -hmm. I think we all should remember just it's the same thing as in our country you know every country in the world has does fucked up stuff and there's countries that i'm mad at and that are doing terrible things but i also live in the united states and when my country does something fucked up that's being done with my tax dollars and something that makes me angry so mm -hmm. regardless of what it and that's how we all are i think when you're a part of something it matters more if there's good coming out of it or bad so i would just say every fan base instead of looking at other fan bases and calling each other toxic it's we're not serving any purpose and all we're mm -hmm. doing is falling for the people who bait us into arguing and they're what are they doing they're specifically trying to get you to fight with them so eventually if enough people are arguing with them a few of you are going to say something that's going to sound fucked up and then they're going to mm -hmm. say see that's why we say you're toxic and that's how it works that's how it always works and so they're going to keep poking and trying to annoy and they're going to say stuff they're going to create fake accounts to fuck with people because or that's how fake instagrams because that's how <laughs> that's how i won't say any more on it i'll just say that's how mentally and emotionally stunted people behave within fandom who mm -hmm. can't let grudges go who seem to self identify by people who need those that constant fighting because it's mm -hmm. part of their identity the us versus them every fandom to some extent has that i think as an inherent part of it when you're a fan and you're crazy about and love a particular thing it's very rare that a thing exists without any other similar thing so if you're a mm -hmm. big fan of this thing 
you're probably going to have strong opinions about other similar things. So yeah, fans talk shit. It's part of being fans. In this case, there's people out there who are still trying to say stuff and complain. It's not a big deal. Some people did have bad experiences with members of the fan base, and that's unfortunate, and it sucks. And we should care to get rid of the people who act like you know, assholes in our own movement. That does mm-hmm. matter. But at the end of the day, today and every day after this, we have the Snyder Cut to look forward to because now mm-hmm. everybody involved said, yes, it exists, and yes, we're going to let you see it now. So who cares what a bunch of bozos say about it? <laughs> you know, who cares? I'll, the be- I'll say this. On. The best fandom of all fandoms, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> They're the nicest. <laughs> Want to have a discussion about them Hobbit movies real quick? <laughs> Mark's like, can I get off? Can I get off? <laughs> <laughs> hang up, hang up, hang up. <laughs> there seems to be, we seem to have some interference. <laughs> Gotta go. Uh, <laughs> all right, so back back on the Snyder Cut. Like, like we're all super happy that it's happening. So what needs to be finished? Do you do you, do you know what needs to be finished? <laughs> as you look at your empty as you look at your empty coffee mug, you're like, mm, "This looks good." Like he's trying to take a drink of it, and there's nothing in it. I looked. I had complete contempt for the content of this cup because there is no content of this cup. Uh, I mean, no, I I can't. I he, Zach has mentioned what some of the stuff is that he wanted to complete. He's shown some of the stuff, and he's mentioned like you know, like the Martian Manhunter. He'd love to get to do that and see that realized, you know, there's plenty of stuff, but um, like I said, some of it is going to be visual effects on certain scenes. Some of it is going to be completing visual effects. Some is going to be cleaning up stuff. Some of it's going to be the audio track. Uh, You know, there's going to need to be some dubbing and some. uh, Is there a new musical score coming? There's going to be a new, there's going to be a musical score. So that's all stuff that takes money. And also, I don't think people are fully appreciating that some of the money that it's going to cost isn't just in literal, you know, dollars spent on technical work of, you know, turning a screw and and hammering a nail and that kind of. Some of the money is going to involve paying people uh, who are going to require extra payment for an entirely second version of a movie existing. (laughs) You know, uh, there's going to be there's going to be issues of like, well, if this comes out, then these people get extra money, even if they're not necessarily doing anything that. So there's when we talk about how much money it's going to cost, just remember that money is covering a lot of things. okay, Mm -hmm. not just pure literal content creation. So uh, do you do you think that it's gonna? Do you think it's he's just gonna drop one like one three and a half hour long film, or do you no. think they're that? So you think it's gonna be broken up into a series, yes. like forty minutes long, fifty minutes long? Yeah, it'll be. Uh, I, what I hear as of what I heard uh, as of now, it's 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 going to be a mini series. It's going to be done as a series and a long form extended version of itself, and it'll probably with everything we could end up with a three hour, 45 minute or four hour, something close to four hours. Uh, so, uh, 
Uh, we'll see, but I mean, it's early, and that's the thing. Anyone telling you that they know everything right now about it, you should immediately be skeptical. And anyone telling you that they know the future of what also is going to be done or is coming or whatever, be skeptical because it's way too early for any of that right now. It's Kyle, way too early. What questions do you got before I jump in again? So at at this point, it sounds like it's pretty safe to assume that just about all the actual filming is done, even for uh, characters that have not appeared in the uh, theatrical version of Justice League. Yeah, the 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 general the gist of what's kind of it's hard to suss some of this out, but uh, Umberto Gonzalez had a, a a good you know he talked about it and he he had an exclusive the other day saying that. Uh, I think it was exclusive for him saying that uh, the no actual there would be no actual shooting of new scenes or new footage, mm-hmm. um, and generally that's what that's what we've all been hearing. But I will say this: it was much less absolutist when I heard this, except uh, from some people. Uh, it seemed to me that the door is opened and the definition of whether new scenes would be filmed or not is that there's going to, you know, there's voice stuff, there's sound and audio that mm-hmm. has to be done and there's visual effects touch up. I got the impression that there's possibly two scenes that would actually require one or two people to physically make an appearance to shoot something. But mm-hmm. maybe that, maybe that's not going to get done, but you know, before the announcement, we talked about this off camera or, or off audio earlier before we started recording that, you know, I, my story was set to go. I had, <laughs> I'd written the story and, and prepared it to publish before the announcement was made that day. And, uh, we all generally knew it was coming. And the mm-hmm. question was, you know, what were the details of how it was announced and how much was going to be announced was the question. And in finding out what I could about it, one of the specifically a scene was mentioned as an example of like doing some stuff of, you know, kind of like the, you know, Zach mentioned wanting to do da da da. Well, that would that's not a scene that exists. So that would definitely require filming that scene. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody would have to get in front of a camera to do it because they weren't in front of a camera for that particular thing. So the question is whether is Zach only going to be able to work with what he has on hand plus what can be developed with digital and audio only without having to shoot? Or is there going to be a potential to do it? It sounded like from what Umberto said that he got a more definitive absolute no. The deal says specifically, no new, we are not going to green light you shooting new scenes. But it sounded more like it was tentatively agreed that it would mostly just be what's needed to get this fully into shape as something you would actually not just say, hey, here's an incomplete version of the director's vision like uh, like the Donner cut of Superman 2. It's not going to be that. It's going to be an actual completed, fully formed thing in finish, mm-hmm. 100% finished. It'll be pure. So to do that, it's going to take more money, more editing. And the question is, with the pandemic going on, and I think there's a lot of considerations as to why there might not be new, explicitly new scenes being filmed with the actors. And then, of course, the logistics of, 
everybody's on lockdown and all these actors are in different places. How would you get them? Well, you know, it depends on what's needed because what I've, what I'm alluding to, the scenes I'm alluding to, both of them only need one or two actors mm -hmm. to do it. And with CGI, they could actually just use a stunt person in one of them or a couple of stunt people in one of them. So we'll see. But uh, I, I think, yeah, generally speaking, there's not going to be a lot of brand new scenes being written and added into it, no. So, so that was going to be my follow-up. You don't think that he's going to go back and rewrite a few things or touch things up, dialogue? It's basically what he has in the can oh, I, right now. I think he might do some dialogue touch-up where they could do an if, – if all they have to do is change the audio and they're mm -hmm. going to do some audio replacement, that kind of stuff, uh, yeah, they can do that. Uh, it's just they're not going to shoot – they're not going to have a situation. It sounds like as of now the plan does not include – having a situation where you have a set and the actors show up and you've got a crew around and you're filming a new scene. It sounds like that's generally not, not planned because mm -hmm. it just isn't possible and it would take too much extra time. Uh, I think if they could hypothetically, if not for the pandemic, I think they would do it this summer and they release it this fall. Mm -hmm. I think we would get the Snyder cut this year if it wasn't for the pandemic. I think so, I don't think it's a question. I think we would absolutely get it this year if it wasn't for the pandemic. Um. So it's look. So maybe maybe uh February March of next year we'll we'll be getting to see it. Is that w what you're thinking? No, I don't even have a timetable in mind because honestly, the uh, uh, I mean, this is all this is completely off the rails. But I think that I I I concur with the the health uh, officials and experts who believe that we're going to have. Uh, that there's not the the virus is not going to lighten up over the summer very much at all, and mm -hmm. that it's going to be significantly worse in the fall and winter. So I don't mm -hmm. think there'll be much chance to get a lot of stuff done, uh, unfortunately. So I I don't have any. I, it all just depends on how bad stuff is, who gets sick, how much mm -hmm. effort and money is being spent, what the uh, situation is for the economy. All of that matters. I know they'd mm -hmm. like to get them sooner rather than later, as soon as they could. It's just, you know, is the situation going to allow that? And I don't right, think right. it's going to allow it anytime soon. But a lot of this won't require, like some of the via, some of the stuff can be farmed out and done by and given to people to do at their home studios or mm -hmm. in a limited coming into an office in a limited capacity where they're alone or you know where it's only healthy people and they're they're taking enough precautions, whatever. Uh, but generally speaking, I don't think there's going to be any, uh, I don't think it, that there's a lot of opportunity to get a lot of people together to start working on something uh, in that kind of a capacity at the moment. Just it's, with the pandemic being what it is, unfortunately, it's just not going to be possible. And Kyle, anything else on the Snyder Cut? No, uh, that, that probably answers all the questions I was having. David Ayercott. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that. That's gonna that's gonna happen. You can. Where, you, you think I'll, we're gonna get the Ayercott? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yes. So okay. So my question is this: because I was always confused on the Ayercott because they came out with the original Suicide Squad, then right after that with the DVD Blu-ray release, they came out with a like, quote-unquote like director's cut. Is this Ayer Cup, do you think it's much different than the version? Because he said some stuff yesterday 
that his cut actually wouldn't take a lot of time to complete. Are is it? I like. I guess my question is like: Is this going to be a dramatically different film than what we saw in theaters? Uh, well, you've seen the extended cut, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said yeah. director's cut. I don't know why. So I'm an idiot. No, the the extended cut uh, itself was pretty different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a lot of footage, and the hold on, and I'll tell you the runtime is what. Uh, the extended cut was two hours and three minutes. Is that or is that the theatrical version? That was that, two hours and three minutes. That might be the to... theatrical version. Yeah, uh, let me see. What's the like? I'll be honest. Time? I don't really remember what they added to the extended so version. It's like two hours and seventeen minutes. So it was about what fifteen. Well, not even fifteen. It was about uh, yeah, about it, it was around fifteen minutes of extra footage in the extended cut. And from what Ayers is saying, uh, he has there's additional footage that was in it uh, that's cut out of it, and I think it was edited differently as well. So it probably would get it up to about two and a half hours, uh, somewhere around two and a half hours for his version of it. And you know what? Why is it going to happen? Because it's a new version of a movie and it doesn't cost them barely anything to create it. And (laughs) for essentially pennies on the dollar, they get another new exclusive content for their brand new uh, uh, streaming series that needs original content and that they are lacking as much as they plan to have because of the fucking pandemic. So, yeah. Of course they will. Okay. I'm... I'm 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 all good with that, but is this going to be dramatically different? Because no, see, like I don't think it's dramatically different. No, it'll be an. Imp- I think it'll be just more more content and a different editing, and I think it'll probably tonally feel a little bit more like some of his other stuff that he's done. But uh, I don't think it's going to be as dramatic. I mean, it's not going to be the situation like with the Snyder Cut, where it's a mm-hmm. different freaking movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not going to be like that. Uh, but it'll be, I think it'll be significant. I mean, it'll be notable. So I was going to say something before we talked about the Erica. I, one of the things that I'm looking forward to is the new opening for Justice League. Because that Batman stuff, I've always, I was always told that that opening with Batman on the rooftop was a Whedon thing. That was never a Snyder thing. So I'm, I'm curious if that is the actual case and what that opening is going to look – that opening sequence is going to look like. That's just my personal opinion. I'm looking forward to like seeing – like there's rumors of dark sides going to be in it and all this craziness. But I'm definitely looking forward to um, all that, that stuff. Um, bah, bah, bah. Hold on, I'm pull- Kyle, I'm pulling up some questions before we talk about... Do it. Um, uh, speaking of the dark side, I don't think it's a rumor. Didn't the uh, actor come out on Twitter and say that, yeah, he's... Yes. Okay. Ray Porter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. D- dark side's in it, and dark side's going to be in the Snyder Cut. Yeah, where you're going to see dark side. He okay. was in it, and he filmed scenes. Um. Okay, so some fan questions for us before we get into like some other things that we have. So kind of break this up in half. So Steven podcaster at Steve Bob, 1984. What does Mark think the chances are of Cavill staying on as Superman beyond the Snyder cut? Um, 
Well, I mean, honestly, I don't think he's going to stay on beyond the Snyder Cut, but it, I, we're at a we're at a weird juncture right now with with all of this stuff because now that the Snyder Cut's happening, it's it's kind of impossible to say never about something. Hypothetically, it's you know uh, now that we, the Snyder Cut's coming. Hypothetically, if the Snyder Cut uh, if it gets good reviews. And if it gets a large viewership, and they're mon- they monitor this shit, so if it gets a mm. lot of views and it gets well received, then you know would would it be worth offering Henry Cavill uh, uh, a, a, telling him, hey, we want to do a mini series for exclusively for HBO Max. It's going to be fifteen million bucks per episode, so that's like five times the budget or whatever of CW superhero shows. So it's going to have a really good budget. It's the budget mm-hmm. of bigger than the budget of Game of Thrones. It's the budget about the budget of uh, the Mandalorian. So you could do a good Superman mini series, just like the, mm-hmm. just the the Snyder cut. Hypothetically, could I imagine them saying, "Hey, Henry, we're going to make a few more of these things for HBO Max, where we're going to continue that version of the DC universe." And we want to do a final Superman that kind of wraps that up. Hypothetically, sure. Hypothetically, it could happen. But also, and if you're talking hypotheticals because the anything's possible idea, then they could ask him instead to play. Uh, they could tell him they want to make a musical of My Little Pony, and they want Henry Cavill to play every role. And would he be willing to do it? Hypothetically, it's possible. Uh, now. <laughs> The, the odds of a uh, the odds of them doing a Man of Steel miniseries with Cavill are obviously higher than the odds of them doing a My Little Pony miniseries with Henry Cavill in the lead. But my point is just I can speculate about it, but as of right now, I don't think I don't think they're going to do a live action Superman movie with Henry Cavill as Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that that I don't think a theatrical Superman movie with Henry Cavill is going to come. I don't I doubt that I very much doubt that they're going to do any follow up of the Snyder Cut with an additional Superman movie that would have Henry Cavill in it. Um, Is I think if anything, it's more likely they might agree to do some sort of animated movie that picks up some of the stuff or maybe some animated TV shows for the HBO Max that carry forward that version and have Henry Cavill voice the character if he's up for it. I don't know, though. I mean, honestly, but as of right now, I'm happy to get the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. I suspect, we're gonna, and I know they're going to do a lot of other DC stuff for HBO Max, but I don't know that I think there's going to be a... I don't. I think that any fans who are setting themselves up thinking this means that they're going to do a Man of Steel 2 and this means they're going to do a Justice League sequel and this means that Ben Affleck's going to come back as Batman, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment if you're if you're building yourself up for that. Uh, you got the Snyder Cut and that's amazing and we're going to have a lot of other amazing DC stuff, but I doubt. I do not see any reason right now. I see no evidence to suggest that they are contemplating or preparing to bring Cavill or Affleck back in those roles again. No, I know there's a lot of rumors about it, and a lot of people are saying never say never, and maybe even AT and T got in on it. You know, they kind of they posted the the when people asked if Affleck would come back, AT and T's Twitter 
uh, account posted the picture of Affleck with the bat symbol and said something about maybe or never say never or whatever. But they're going to say that. They want fans to be excited. This is a lot of hype. It's a lot of people talking about it. So that's good for the, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that doesn't mean, I don't think that they're literally saying, you know, maybe we're going to go do it. And I don't think Affleck wants to do it. I think Cavill would be happy to come back as Superman, uh, even though I don't think it'll happen. I think they I think they're going to reboot Superman on film and I think if they did anything with Cavill's character it would be on HBO Max and mm-hmm. I don't and but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think I can't say never though because you know we're getting the Snyder cut and a lot mm-hmm. of people thought that wasn't going to I knew it was going to happen. I thought it would happen and I thought it was inevitable but a lot of us did but uh so we can't just say never but I don't think that we're going to, I don't think so. No. Um, Steven podcaster, Steve Bob, 1984 had another one of what we know about the Snyder cut. What are you most looking forward to seeing? I'm going to ask that to Kyle. Uh, we already had touched on it, but like, I'm actually excited to see how dark side gets a story. Uh, if, if they end up doing going with like a mini series, we get like three, four episodes of that. I don't know. They could do something pretty cool with that. I, I, it's always nice to see, like, the ultimate big bad of the DC universe make an appearance in, in a fashion, whether it be animated or comic book. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing uh, that that version of him on the on the screen. Um, Mark. Uh, Same I question. really. Oh, I, I, you know, Cyborg had a whole character arc and a whole backstory and everything that was built into that Snyder filmed. And, you know, it's gone. There's a whole movie about uh, about Cyborg. And I think Ray Fisher, uh, we all want to, you know, we, we love him in that role. And he's been so committed to it. And uh, I think we'd all really love to see that. And I know that's, for me, that's probably at the top of my list of things I want to see is uh, all that stuff. Because it looks fantastic. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that arc. Um, I definitely want to see more Affleck as Batman in there, but like I said, that opening sequence, like that opening sequence for, for, for the, like the Whedon cut or whatever we're going to call that, because that's not like the actual, I, I don't know what we need to call that for now on, but like, to me, that was just never a strong enough opening with Batman on the rooftop. Like that was never, like it was cool and everything, but it wasn't like. You know, it wasn't just, like it never did anything for me. So just be glad it wasn't more comedic because <laughs> that could have happened. <laughs> is that is that what he wanted to do? <laughs> OK, um, and I'm also looking forward to Junkie XL or I think he wants to go oh, by yeah. Tom Holcomb now. He, he like his uh, soundtracks coming out. Like I was excited for Danny Elfman to return, but like that was just like. The entire, like, Whedon version that we got is so vanilla. It was like the Rise of Skywalker. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I enjoy it. I mean, I'll, I'm not going to be revisionist about my own reaction. When I saw it, I was very nervous going in. And when I saw it, I was immediately, A, I could tell, oh, this is not mostly Zack's movie. This is very clearly... This is not Zach's movie. <laughs> this is not it. So all that <laughs> hype about which I fell for, and I, you know, that. And let's be honest too. Let's and not to give ourselves too much of a break, but 
everybody was in a tough situation back then. Everyone involved in the movie, even Zach himself, even the actors, they all had to say, this is, we're continuing Zach's vision. This is just doing things that he wants because they all were signed on to this project and they had a movie and they had to promote it. And they're, they had mm-hmm. contracts. Everybody had to kind of go, but when that's happening and then the studio is insisting like, Oh, this is what's happening. This, 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 then yeah, that's going to fool people. It's going to fool a lot of people, including professionals that have you know been doing this and that have good sources. But it was obviously not true. And at the point mm-hmm. you walked out of that movie, it was very obvious that, oh, my God, like easily this is like there's no way that more than half of this movie at most was shot by Zack Snyder. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was obvious. But that said, I also was like, I don't like that fact. I don't like the fact that I was lied to. And I don't like the fact that I'm not seeing Zack's version of the movie. But objectively speaking, just forgetting all that, putting it aside, just taking the movie on its own merits, it was an entertaining live action cartoon. You know, mm-hmm. it was not it was a B movie. I, I'm not going to lie and pretend I, that I didn't enjoy it when I saw it. I liked it. And then I saw it a second time at another advanced screening and I liked it a little more and was like, you know, it is very lightweight. But it's essentially uh, it's it's a super friends. It's an updated, modernized adult version of the super friends is what this is. And fine. It's entertaining. It's you know, I love these characters. I'm going to enjoy watching them on screen. It was over time. It has not held up well. No. So, uh, <laughs> no. And it, it was clear. No. And that's unfortunate, and especially. And I know a lot of fans are going to get Watching Justice League before the release of movies of the Infinity War and Endgame, uh-huh. after those movies came out, it's impossible to go back and watch the theatrical cut of Justice League. Oh, God. Like, it's lightweight. It's too short. It's too breezy. It's too jokey. It is just not... This is not the epic, visionary... Uh, realization of the Justice League that we all knew was possible was Zack Snyder at the helm. And it was obvious that it was rushed and that they did the visual effects for Whedon's stuff was done on the cheap. And it was the whole thing was just, yeah, it was a, it's a bigger and bigger disappointment every time I watch it. <laughs> done on the cheap, you say. Um, Kyle from Steven's, uh, Steve Bob, 1984. Which DCEU film is each of your favorites? Ooh. So, my opinion has changed a little bit over time, but I feel like if I were to go back and say definitively, I think I'd still go with Wonder Woman, honestly. I just feel like that's probably the truest to the original vision that the director had. I feel like Gal Gadot just nailed the role uh, and just really came together as a nice, entertaining, but also thoughtful movie. Um, Mark? Uh, it's probably, for me, it's probably a tie between Batman versus Superman and Wonder Woman. I love both of those movies. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I want it. Batman versus Superman was the, the first, the, you know, Bennett, we get Ben Affleck and mm-hmm. Batman the first time we get, uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, uh, for the first time, we get Henry Cavill continuing as Superman, and now he's been around for a while. Uh, I, 
I thought the script was fantastic and I still do. And I will defend Chris Terrio's work forever on that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it was, uh, uh, and then wonder woman of course was like, it was complete magic. Uh, it's one of a handful of films, uh, wonder woman and, uh, the first captain America movie, captain America, the first Avenger and the first Superman movie are mm-hmm. three movies that all very much when I, they just, they struck something in me, uh, the childlike sense of awe and wonder that makes me love these movies and love the mythology and the storytelling of them. And the fact that it just, I can suspend my disbelief and get choked up over a superhero fighting for righteousness and truth and justice. Uh, and yeah, Wonder Woman's one of the, those movies that makes me feel that way again and remember how I felt the first time I saw Superman the movie and, uh, Cat, and you know, the Captain America, the first Avenger, another one. So it, I, I truly love Batman versus Superman and Wonder Woman. Uh, there's a lot of movies in the DCEU that are great, but those two have to be my two favorites. Shazam! That's mine. <clears throat> I fucking love that movie. Like it was it's, honestly, it's probably a three-way tie between Man of Steel, Aquaman, and Shazam. But I have like the I have like this interesting relationship with Shazam. Like I saw it, and I loved it, and then like I showed some of my students uh, Shazam. Like during because I would have students come eat lunch with me. Like I have like forty kids eat lunch with me in a very small packed room. So we'd watch like occasionally we watch like an episode of The Office, Parks and Rec, cooking shows, like. Uh, how to make make things and like one day I was like you know what I can show Shazam like it's <laughs> like I can show Shazam like that's a that's a fine movie I think I showed like Aquaman too but I showed Shazam and at one point at the very end of the movie where all the kids turn into like their superheroes like when they all like become superheroes every student in class like was cheered and like yeah. Like it was awesome to see that reaction. So Shazam for me to see like like the kids react to that because I feel like that movie could have been marketed a little bit better. And if they would have showed that footage of the kids turning into superheroes, that would have brought more kids into the theaters because they're like, "What? What are we watching here? What is what Shazam?" I said, "Shazam's an awesome movie. Just just trust me. Just it's a funny movie. You'll enjoy it. It's good." So Shazam for me. Um, Trayvon Brady at T underscore Brady 94. Zach has teased that we might see the original Steppenwolf design from BVS and Justice League concept bar. Would you guys be excited to see that design in this version? Also, what scenes are you guys looking forward? We already answered that. So, uh, would you guys be excited to see that design in this version? Hell yes. <laughs> Get rid of goat man. <laughs> goat man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious! I think that's it for questions. Hold on, let me. I got one more. AMS is my name. Ask Mark. Does he believe HBO Max would want their own Batman series if Justice League reception goes well? Well, that's there's a couple of things about that. I'll say. Uh, on the one hand, Warner Brothers for a very long time had a no Batman on TV rule. That was a very real thing that they did not want. He, they, you could have him cameo or have Bruce Wayne appear or whatever, but Batman was not going to have his own TV show. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know that AT and T gives a shit whether you know any whether Warner Brothers has a, that still has that rule or not. But uh, this is the, the age of streaming and the age of 
you know, this material, you can put, you can create the stuff and put it go directly to consumers and skip the middleman of the, the 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 theater chains with it, and you can make a TV show of Batman that's every bit as good as you can make a movie of mm-hmm. Batman. Pretty much, he's a character that lends himself very well to that. And I'm not just uh, you know, there's going to be a new animated series. Obviously, uh, I'm sure that's that's coming. But uh, as far as a live-action Batman series, that's something that I think can be done and can be done well now. And I'll be surprised if we don't get a live-action Batman in some form on uh, on the the new HBO Max service. But I, that said, I know that when people ask that, what they mean is, do I think that after this Justice League and Snyder's cut? is Ben Affleck's Batman going to be on HBO Max? And no, I don't believe so. I know there's a lot of hope out there for that, and I know there's a lot of rumors and stuff about maybe Ben Affleck coming back in the role, but uh, I'm sorry, just everything. And and if I'm wrong, then I'll be the first to, to say I'm, I'm happy that I was wrong. I'd love to see a Ben Affleck Batman TV show or miniseries or exclusive movie for HBO Max. But Matt Reeves is making a Batman movie right now, mm-hmm. and Robert Pattinson's the new Batman. And that movie looks like it's going to be fantastic. I trust everyone involved. Uh, I'm eager to see it. And I don't believe that, H- that Warner Brothers is going to just... I don't think that they're going to... Any- Look, anyone who says that they're going to... I know there were some folks saying that they were going to cancel it or something. There was rumors or people... T- posting on Twitter saying that they're going to shut down that and just it, they're just going to get rid of the new Batman plan and they're going to go back. To, that's not happening. That's not happening. Matt Reeves Batman is going to continue and it's going to get made and it's going to be released. And in the meantime, everything I've heard is that Ben Affleck still does not have any intention of coming back as Batman and that he's ha- he's done with it. He's happy that he had his time with it. He supports Zack Snyder. He'll do whatever work he needs to help out on this Justice League cut. And who mm-hmm. knows, maybe if they do a Batman series, maybe he would voice it. But Ben Affleck's Batman, no, I do not believe he is going to come back in anything else after this Snyder cut. And uh, I don't hear anything making me believe that that's going to happen or that there's any reason to think that the situation will change and it will. Could it change? Sure. Do I think it will? No, I don't believe so. Everything seems to point to no. Um, so I got a, like a follow-up question because we have this ongoing DC universe. You got Wonder Woman, you've got Aquaman, you got Shazam, you're going to have Black Adam, you're going to have uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, um, and now we have this new, we got Birds of Prey as well, we have AT&T that's over it, but then you have, so those movies are all kind of interconnected, but then you have this Batman, this Matt Reeves Batman that's kind of like off in this own, I wouldn't say universe, but its own world, How, do you think that that uh, the new heads, the new people of power at the studio will at some point bring that version into the fold and say, Hey, we, we kind of would like to see this version of Batman 
and hang out with this version of Wonder Woman, or do you still think that that you know they're going to kind of reevaluate things after Woman Wonder Woman eighty four, Aquaman two, Shazam two, <clears throat> and all that stuff? Uh, I I my expectation is uh, that the Robert Pattinson Batman is going to be its own thing and will launch a separate new corner of DC movies. That's my expectation. I believe that he will, that that Batman will exist in a DC shared universe, but I don't at this time think that it'll be a universe where he is with the previous existing version of wonder woman and those characters. Uh, could they do that? Of course. They absolutely, if they wanted to, they could retcon it and just say, you know what? Fans aren't going to care. Audiences won't care. We've had these solo Wonder Woman movies. We've had solo Aquaman. We've had Flat Shazam. We've had this stuff. We'll just have them all meet up with this new Batman, and we won't mention the other stuff that came before. And Joker. Joaquin Phoenix is that possible? <laughs> it's sure, all a big all setup. possible. <laughs> But I don't think so. I think what's going to happen is uh, I think we'll get the sequel to Aquaman. I think we'll get the sequel to Wonder Woman. I think we'll probably get a third Wonder Woman movie. Uh, I think we'll get, you know, it looks like Black Adam is finally eventually going to actually be made, maybe. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of projects... I I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Uh, You know, the Black Adam movie and the... uh, uh, the Flash movie, we've been, we've heard about them endlessly for years, and those are those pro- those are just the projects that I'm not saying I don't think they'll ever happen. I'm just saying, call me when cameras are rolling because we've been through this. We've had directors set on Flash movies. We've had everything going to happen. We've had scripts, and it just keeps just language just keeps going on and on. So at this point. The question is, how many more movies set in the previous DC universe are they going to keep making before they're ready to reboot? Because uh, I don't think right now, with as much water as under the bridge and the way things have changed, I'm not sure that I believe there's a lot of room to try to retcon all this to reverse course and instead of having moved They've been moving towards standalone stuff and less referencing and more vagueness in the connection to what came before. And to suddenly try to reverse and to pull everything back in again, I think would be difficult. So I think the smart move is let everything continue what they're doing. It'll be standalone solo movies and stuff. And then after they've, you know, a few more years, Batman will have come out. They'll have established that. They'll know what they want to do and they'll have a plan for Superman and they'll move forward. It sounds like the previous plan for Superman is off the table now, though, which was they were going to reboot with Supergirl. Mm -hmm. Uh, That Supergirl, they were going to put Superman completely on hold and Supergirl was going to be, they were going to do that first and let that determine what they did with the Kryptonian thing and with the world of Superman characters. Now it appears that uh, they they want to know what they're going to do with Superman before they move forward with Supergirl, and that makes me think probably they're moving back toward thinking Superman is going to come first before Supergirl mm-hmm. as a movie. I don't, but I don't know. Uh, I I personally regret that because I'd like to have seen the Supergirl movie, and I think it would have been a 
a good idea. If you're having trouble coming up with an idea for Superman, which I don't know why anyone would necessarily, but they were having trouble with it. And if they're having trouble deciding what they want to do, maybe moving forward with Supergirl isn't a good idea. Maybe it Mm -hmm. is a better idea to wait, you know, but I feel like go ahead and just do that. It's something different. You can at least make Supergirl movies for a while. Uh Uh-huh. So, so do you think that the, the Batman will be the, the quote unquote, restart of this dc or do you think like it's just gonna be like all right there's gonna be a batman movie then the batman movie is gonna have a there's gonna be the robin robin's gonna be in it then at some point they're gonna do robin as a solo movie then there's gonna be a batman 2 and then there's gonna be a nightwing and then there's gonna be a batgirl is that what you're thinking or do you think like maybe batman is gonna be the catalyst for all these other new yeah. reboots that's what I'm saying. I think Batman, first they're going to set up Batman. Once they know Batman's franchise is solid, because they're, they're, they're not going to they're not going to pin everything on this movie, because they did that before and they feel like it didn't work. They're mm-hmm. not going to do that. They're going to see how Batman does. They're going to let all the, pro, the other movies, Wonder Woman in 84 is coming out. Wonder Woman 3 will eventually get made. Aquaman 2, The Trench, Shazam, you know, uh, there's other mo- Suicide Squad. These are movies that are going to be made. And in the meantime, that gives them years, a few years to see how it goes with Batman. They'll release Batman. If it's a hit, good. Now we're going to do, you know, build up Batman's corner. He gets a sequel. We're building more of the Bat world. Now they have the option. Do you just do a Batman world that's its own thing with Batman's related characters, but without Superman and Wonder Woman and everyone else? Or do you use Batman? as the foundation to have Superman and everyone else. That's what they want to do, but they're going to take it slow. First, they're going to do solo Batman movie. Then they're going to see, build out Batman's world. Then they'll, they can kind of base everything around it. I think that's the direction that they're leaning toward and where they're going to go with it, I believe. Uh, But I don't discount the possibility that if Batman's a huge hit, if Wonder Woman 84 is a huge hit and Aquaman 2 is a huge hit, Will there be some pressure to just say, man, fuck it. Don't reboot Wonder Woman and Aquaman. You've got two successful ones. You've got Batman. Put them all in a movie together. Now they've all got their solo franchises that are all working. Stick them in a movie together. It'll be hard to to say no to that. So I get that that's a possibility. I mean, they, they did that with Batman, with the Nolan Batverse. And I'm just worried that's what's going to kind of happen again. Because you could have had, and we've talked about this before, where... Imagine a world where Batman Begins is your soul, your origin Batman movie. Man of Steel is your origin Superman movie. Wonder Woman is your origin Wonder Woman movie. You do your sequel to that, and then you have them team up at some point. They yeah. fucked up. They could have they could have their cake and ate it too. So, at this point, it, I think that what they're I think that is what they're going to do is uh, they're going to do Batman's movie and then they're going to figure out an idea to reboot Superman and they'll reboot Superman. And meanwhile, Batman will have he'll have one or two films, maybe even three before a bigger world comes out of it. But I think that's what they'll do. They'll build up Batman. They'll build up his corner and they'll use that as the foundation to test a bigger and then they'll go they'll do superman and if superman stuff is working boom now you got a new superman i think uh i think that's probably the way it's gonna go Kyle, I don't think any, 
something, but maybe. Kyle, do you think any other questions before Mark is out of here? I think that's going to do it for me. Mark, where can we find you on the social medias? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mark Hughes Films, and you can find me at Forbes at Forbes.com backslash sites. That's S-I-T-E-S backslash Mark Hughes. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Shanleyan on Batman. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 that is hilarious. <laughs> I do. I want to say one thing. I do want to say we didn't talk about Green Lantern and we didn't oh, talk about yeah. Justice League Dark. So I want to do a shout out to both of those because those are big projects and nobody should sleep on them because guys, they're gonna have big budgets. You're well, talking. It's, they're gonna have well, big. They're gonna look like it, they're gonna be like every episode is gonna be like a little miniature movie. They're going to be that. They're planning. They have big plans and high hopes for Green Lantern and Justice League Dark on HBO Max. And I I, think that means you're going to get a lot more. You're going to get a lot of DC content on HBO Max. And they're going to put a lot of money into it. I'm concerned because we have that, you know, Gregor Berlanti. But then Jeff Johns is writing like a trilogy of Green Lantern films. I'm confused. Well, Jeff Johns is working on the TV, on the streaming series, too. Oh, so he's putting he's putting his hands in the Greg Berlante stuff? Is that yeah, he's, involved, he's involved in the TV series. Mm-hmm. He's involved in the streaming series. I don't know how much they're talking about right now on it, but Jeff is, uh, he's involved. So, so what, what about his... What about his what about his film scripts that he's writing for Green Lantern? Is that off the table now or is he still doing that? We'll see. look anything that's in anything that they're going to they're going to create characters and content for uh uh oh god hold on they're going to create uh characters and content for HBO Max and they're, that doesn't mean that they're not going to make movies as well. Uh, I right now the Green Lantern HBO Max series is the priority. It sounds like, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's going to be a it's going to be a lovely thing. So uh, fans should should be mindful of the fact that this the arrival of HBO Max means you're talking about uh, you're going to have a lot of a lot more DC content, live action DC content. And uh, I think DC universe is going to probably get folded into HBO max. Uh, I don't really see a point of keeping it separate now. Anyway, it makes more sense to, you know, put all that stuff over there on HBO max. You can have Mm -hmm. a, a, a link, a high, you know, within the HBO max site that brings people to the DC stuff, but put that on there. Don't have two separate things, you know. You've got HBO Max. You're gonna—that's your big one. You're gonna have hundreds of millions of people worldwide subscribing. Put all your DC stuff there. Put the comics on there. The comics can just be a free add-on for anyone who subscribes to HBO Max. You want people reading the comics. That's how you get new fans. That's how you brand your audience to it. There are people who buy and read who read Marvel comic stuff now. Because of the movies, not the reverse, you know. So that's DC, and I think Warner and uh, AT and T need to be smart about 
the DC uh, Universe stuff and just put that right over on HBO Max. Just fold it all in and make it part of the family. I think that's it then. Like, we uh, we talked Snyder Cut. We're going to be uh, seeing that here. And, uh, Mark, we're going to have to do, like, some sort of commentary track or a review of uh, the Snyder Cut. I have committed so far already committed to three commentary tracks for that. So <laughs> Damn it! Uh, I'm saying I'll, I'll I'll say yeah we can do that, uh, but I'm also saying there is a chance that by the time we get around to it, I might be like, man, I can't fucking do this. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't do. Talk, I'm just repeating myself over we're, and over again. <laughs> we're gonna get you on for the air cut then. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll do it and then we'll see if I'm alive enough to do it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we got to do. We talked about doing Man of Steel, so we still got to figure out how we're gonna get. Man of Steel. So, Karen, my my wife watched uh, Man of Steel with me because that was, you know, that was. By the way, I want to say thank you to Zach, and I want to say thank you to AT and T and Warner Brothers for planning the entire uh, Man of Steel watch party and the announcement of the Zack Snyder Justice League cut on the morning of my birthday because that was a hell of a great way to start the day off <laughs> and my <laughs> wife watched man of steel with me she had actually not seen it and watched it for the first time and enjoyed it so uh, it's it's rare that she sits through and enjoys a superhero film so uh kudos everyone and again thanks for that wonderful birth- extra bit of birthday love so oh happy birthday Belated birthday, but you already got a text from me, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but you can uh, you can find us on the the Twitter at Shailen on Bat Kyle. You can find him at where you can find where where can you find you? What, I'm what, on Twitter at Looting Kyle, and then you can follow me at Batman Challenge. So that's it. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, gentlemen. Y'all take care. It's always great to be on. Thank you.